As we've been spending the week in Las Vegas for Vegas Blockchain Week, we've had the opportunity to speak to so many blockchain-minded people. It's been balls. In fact, we got so much great content that the next three episodes are going to feature interviews from the awesome people we spoke with at World Crypticon. Now, today shows a mashup of personalities and opinions that you do not want to miss. The divine Dr. M does some technological alchemy and drops some seriously profound knowledge. Ken Bosak, a staple in the crypto community, drops in to encourage crypto enthusiasts to stop hodling and start spending. Tron Black of Ravencoin gives us the latest updates from his team. And Justin Rankin from ARC.io is back to share progress on their easy-to-use blockchain builder. It's Las Vegas and crypto without the cigarette smoke and penny slots, but it's still slots of fun. Ha! Get it? Slots of fun? Because, okay, you do get it. Welcome to episode number 328 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast. I'm Joel Com, one half of the blockchain blockheads, and that guy over there is the other half of the blockheads, Mr. Travis Wright. Up, oh, paging Mr. Travis Wright. Hello, Mr. Travis Wright. Oh, that's right. He's at the airport. He's en route from Vegas to Kansas City. So, most of the content we have for you today was recorded with both of us together, but you're stuck with just me right now. <laughs> and over the next three shows, uh, Travis will be back, obviously. Uh, won't you be back, Travis? Please come back, Travis. And we'll be talking in the next episode about our experience at World Crypticon. But uh, since it's just me today, we're going to jump right into the content after I give a quick shout out to our sponsor from Who, Which, and What This Show Is Made Possible. It's eToro. You're a smart trader. You want to be smart about trading your cryptos. It makes sense. You want to use the smartest trading platform. That's why we want to tell you about eToro. They're the largest trading platform in the world with over $1 trillion in trading volume each year. If you're a U.S. customer, you can trade the most popular crypto assets with extraordinary low and transparent fees. You can see right through them. It's amazing. If you're not ready to trade yet, practice building your portfolio with the eToro virtual trading feature. And best of all, you get to connect with 11 million other eToro traders around the world. Start today, right? 11 million is a lot. You better get started. You can discuss trading charts, all things crypto. Create an account today. Go to Badco. Dot IN forward slash eToro. That's B A D C O dot IN forward slash eToro. All right, let's jump into it. Here we go. He's an icon of the crypto industry. He should actually be like an icon on a phone, like a cartoon character, because he's kind of like a walking, talking crypto cartoon himself. But he's actually a, a thoughtful and deep individual who's got some profound thoughts on the blockchain world. Mr. Ken Bosak, how you doing, bro? I'm doing well. Thank you guys for having me. How goes today? It's going. It's going well. So, you know, what's interesting, so we're setting up this Live Planet VR device here with there's, you know, 16 cameras and 4K, actually 6K, but I think we just have 4K on. And I'm saving 2K for later. That's good. That's good. <laughs> to buy oh, Bitcoin with? That's true. 
and we had to have we have to have an Android device, and it turns out you literally yeah. have three phones with you, and we got into a really interesting conversation about why it's so important to be secure with your crypto and with your phones because you've seen some shit. Yeah, well, I mean, when you're being your own bank, part of that job is your the security guard too, you know? So uh, having multiple phones is like having that armed guard at the door for me. It's I have one phone for just my 2FA, uh, a VoIP number and an email I never give out. And that's so I can communicate with platforms and log mm -hmm. in, reset passwords, stuff like that. Right. And what's that email? Uh, and then I have another phone that I used for a, a VoIP phone number and email that I do give out for contacting me and stuff like that. And I have a totally separate phone for social media, Twitter, engaging with stuff like that. So it's it's different. Uh, a lot of people put all that in one device and they're comfortable with it. I mean, you log into a conference Wi-Fi with a phone that you're using to do trades on. You just be prepared for you know you to be a highlight in an article about a sucker at a conference. Right. Well, and it really surprises me how many people keep their crypto those on a wallet like their phone and they don't stash them now i can understand if you're doing trades you well, need to I have an active it. wallet i constantly use bitcoin every day all day if i have an uber ride i'm using bitcoin okay let, let's talk about that i mean you are so committed that i'm looking at a dash tattoo yeah on your right forearm are there any other crypto tattoos? i have a decred on the other forearm narrow there I have monero i got with fluffy that last year in vegas fluffy pony yeah. like and my first bitcoin wallet ever tattooed on my forearm let's that get some amazing. pictures of his tats for uh for the website so that, you still have that ad you still have the wallet i don't want to talk about it much but that's a coinbase address Oh, oh he, he that's why I never had the key QR code. Oh, oh, but no, so the reason behind this is not so much for practical use, but was for nostalgic. You know, it was my first wallet I ever opened. It was Coinbase. I didn't know anything about crypto centralization or or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, I so when I first got my Bitcoin, well, I took a screenshot of the public address and I posted it on the internet. And somebody it scared me because I didn't know it looked like a private key, public key. They're both QR codes. I deleted it. I was like, I'm not posting this public address thing. I'm scared. And I got a reminder on my phone a year later, like Google Photos or something. It was like, you took this picture this day last year. And it was my my first QR code. Nice. And I was like, no way. So my friend was making a joke at me. He was like, what happens when Bitcoin hits a thousand? I was like, I'll get it tattooed. And it, it did. And my friend held me to it. So we actually went to a tattoo shop where coincidentally enough, they actually sold Bitcoin out of an ATM machine. So the, the owner was like stoked to actually accept Bitcoin for my QR code. So I got to pay for my first Bitcoin tattoo with Bitcoin. Well, that's very nice. Yeah. But it, yeah, I never had the keys, man. It's such a weird story. Yeah. I want to I want to talk about this because we because we were having a conversation about this. Like I just upgraded my phone and you say you have a, over 100 phones at your house. You don't upgrade a phone. Never. You will never turn in a phone because. That stuff that you thought you factory reset? Oh, it's always there. It, there's a remember, you know how when you throw something away on your computer, that little recycling bin that you can see there, they don't give you access to see that recycling bin, even though it's there. So if you delete things from your phone, a, a, a computer or, or a smartphone software expert can get that information. Deleted photos, deleted uh, screenshots, or, or anything like that. It's really completely your factory. You could yeah. go back to where you yeah. were before yeah. you factory exactly. reset it. Yeah, and it's easier on Android. Totally easier on Android than Apple, but it is possible. And it's something people don't consider as a, a, a security risk. Is oh, I reset my phone. I'm going to sell it on eBay. Well, if I am Ken Bozak and they know Ken Bozak's eBay account selling a phone, some computer expert that knows crypto may want to specifically buy my phone. And I've seen people that are in the crypto space selling their old devices for crypto. Like, oh, I got the new phone. Who wants to buy my phone for Bitcoin? I'm like, me. 
<laughs> yeah. I do. That's but, amazing. Yeah, I try to enlighten them on the risks. I've literally never heard of that, like being able to go in. I mean, I heard like, you know, like when you have a hard drive, you wipe your hard drive multiple times. Yeah, you, multiple. Then you, you know, and you're doing all kinds of stuff to it. But you, you don't really do that with a phone. No, I mean, you wipe does, your butt, yeah. you should wipe your hard drive. It's true. All the things should as be As many wiped. times as you wipe your butt, you should wipe your hard drive. I feel like you, that number adds there up. There you go. There's a, there's a quotable right there. You are a huge proponent for using crypto in the wild, right? There's all this talk. I was ta- We were talking to Naomi Brockwell the other day, and she's like, I'm so – I can't do it with the Aussie accent. But, <laughs> you know, I'm so tired of everybody talking about going to the moon and, and Lambos and, and uh, raising money and blah, blah, blah. Why aren't we spending – Ah, Bitcoin, that's the path to adoption. Sorry, Naomi. Yeah, no, sorry. People, people just assume it's too hard, and it's really not. It's no harder than spending dollars. It really isn't, though. If I gave you $20 in cash and said buy a book off of Amazon, it'd be pretty difficult. You'd have to go jump through at least one hoop to take your $20 no, bill no. to do something just, to buy the book on Amazon. There's an Amazon store a mile away from my place, so Uh-oh. I can actually walk in and speak a loophole. <laughs> well, here's 20 bucks. Go tip a cam girl. Right. You know, it's a little different. Right. So, uh, you know, people are. Did she earn the twenty bucks? I mean, well, if I buy Bitcoin with it and then send her the Bitcoin, L- let me let me ask you this because one of the things that's in our news this week is about Starbucks in twenty twenty. They're going to start accepting crypto because of the back I thing. I can't and count how many times I've heard Starbucks accepts crypto now. Like, right, right. Since two thousand sixteen, every other month they. Yeah, but you said that you you actually yeah. have used Starbucks crypto at Starbucks for and, years. How do you do that? So I first got into crypto around 2016 and I had Bitcoin. I was like, what can I do with it besides buy drugs? Like, you know, the mainstream perpetuation of the idea. Not of that using you would it. do that. Me? No. But no, seriously, though, like I, I was using this this currency to trade and I was ending up earning more and more of it. Uh, at the time, even Poloniex had that uh, loaning platform. Right. So I was loaning my Bitcoin out to traders that were just making me more money while they lost theirs. Is that why they call it Poloniex? Because they were loaning oh, crypto. Oh, no. well, maybe. Not no more. Goldman yeah. Sachs kind of shut that all yeah. down. <laughs> no poloning. Rest in peace, Trollbox. You, you, you become Poe as you, lo- other people become Poe as you loan them well, your crypto. Well, you know, there's there's a few apps that we see, especially one that's here and we've had on the show before, uh, Celsius, yeah. where you earn interest. Yeah, exactly. Right? And that's what, I mean, what are they doing? How are they spending that so that they're paying 8% on some stable coins? Well, that's not like every month, like BitConnect was trying to push, right? That's a year yearly uh quote on your yeah, no it's like a deposit it's, yeah. a, it's an annual percentage interest rate i mean they're actually paying you interest but how are they doing that oh they're loaning your crypto out to people that are trading or or doing other things with the you know the that they need to borrow against right so they have this system set up to where they don't ever have more requests than they actually have currency and holding so they never really run into the issue where it's, we don't have money to loan you or something they usually have an excess of what they need to loan out so they're loaning liquidity basically yeah basically uh, but I wanted to get back to how I started spending crypto real quick because I totally segued on that. I'm sorry. But I was using iPayU.io. In 2016, I sent them Bitcoin. They sent me a Starbucks uh, gift code. Oh, okay. I open my Starbucks app. I type in the code and I have Starbucks money, right? I use Bitcoin to buy Starbucks. I save 10 to 20% just because I use Bitcoin because you're selling your gift card. You're selling your gift card for Bitcoin. Well, I don't want your shitty gift card for my perfect bitcoin right so i'll give you give me 20 percent off that gift card i'll give you some bitcoin so now my money goes 20 percent farther because i'm using bitcoin for everyday things that people use fiat for so if you want to buy something from amazon and save 20 percent, take your fiat buy 80 percent less you know buy that 80 percent worth of bitcoin go to uh purse.io 
And then you can buy your goods from Amazon and save 20% just because you use Bitcoin. And that's just two things I've been using for years to save money using Bitcoin Is as money. Is there like a, a site or an ebook or something that teaches people all these spending your crypto hacks? I don't think anybody wants to talk. I mean, HODL is like the mantra of crypto right. and it's the worst thing for Bitcoin. HODLing is the worst thing for Bitcoin. That's why they created Spedin. Spedin, exactly. Yo, that app, have you checked it out yet? We have. I was at the Litecoin uh, Summit, mm -hmm. over 100 people. I was at the booth because it was just amazing watching this. Kept using that app because it was so interesting how they were buying things at the uh, the booth, like knickknacks and yep, stuff yep. with crypto. Census? Yeah, no, no, at um, the Litecoin Summit okay, the other day. Okay, okay, I was at the booth just watching 100 people just like how is this working mine's being blown because how easy it was to spend and it was a clover it wasn't like they just have a bitcoin wallet on some phone employee's phone it's the point of sale system clover right there except crypto you know what Amazing. let's i think we need to do a whole episode on this can you put together here's all the different ways oh, yeah. that i'm aware of let's let's do a whole I, show. I could literally keep naming multiple things like cheapair.com hotels flights car rentals okay this is going to be a cliffhanger right here we're going to have you back we're going to have you put together a list of all these things and then we're going to put them on the site and you're going to share all these ways to spend crypto with our audience. The honor to. Boom. Awesome, brother. Mr. Ken Bosak right here. Where can people find that, you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. That's where I live. I live on the internet. I'm a citizen of the internet. Therefore, I use internet currency, Bitcoin. It's Kenneth Bozak on Twitter. And Ken Bozak is my YouTube channel. It's not crypto, Ken, or anything. I talk about everything on yeah. YouTube. But uh, if you want to hit me up, hit me up on Twitter. It's Ken Eth. Ken Eth. K-E-N-N-E-T-H. Yeah. And it's B-O-S-A-K. Bozak. Not Balsack. Not Brosack. Not Bosak. It's Bozak. <laughs> It's ball sack. It's yeah, ball sack. Not only are you a citizen <laughs> of the internet, but you are a citizen of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, my friend. So Thanks. stay bad. Have a day, guys. Mr. Travis Wright, we have a technology alchemist, an innovator in our presence. Ooh, I know you, alchemist. you like alchemy, right? I love alchemy. I, I love turning lead into gold. It's amazingly <laughs> profitable. That's well, right. this this illustrious woman here before us is the founder and president of the Impact Institute for the Digital Economy, which she founded as a consulting arm of her work at a policy reforms for the adoption of the latest di uh, digital technologies in all sectors of society and the economy. I think, you know, how they tell yourself to always surround yourself with people smarter than you. Yes. I think she's smarter than both of us put together. Probably by, 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 uh, by two to three times. And, and I'm going to try and pronounce her name. Wish me luck, Dr. Mihalia Uliero. Uh, pretty good. You get a kind of a six out of ten. And how do you say it? Mihaela Uliero. Mihaela Uliero. Mihaela. But but her friends call her Dr. M. Yes, for obvious reasons. Yeah, and welcome to Bad Crypto. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm so I'm really thrilled to be here. I mean, I'm a, I'm a great fan of of your podcasts, and I feel. Very, very honored. I, I was I was looking for this opportunity for some time to meet you. That's well, more important. It, was it all that you hoped it would be? I mean, now that you've met us, little, little bit of a letdown. No, no, little, little bit contrary, of a no. little bit of a letdown. No, that's great. I want more time with you than you give me. <laughs> oh, that's great. So I want. So I know that that you were at MIT, 
and you got some Bitcoin really early on in the game. Like, what? Tell us that story because it's so fascinating how I'm early born. on in the game you were. Yes, no, absolutely. And actually, yes, because uh, my uh, all my work and all the 300 plus uh, peer reviewed publications are about decentralization. So, my work and my ethos. Uh, is about decentralized distributed intelligence systems. And as such, therefore, I was with ZMIT. Uh, Among others, because of this decentralization and and, uh, rooting for the, you know, underdog, um, in my lab, I nurtured several innovators as well. One of them went to MIT to do his postdoc, and he started Endor. But that was after the, the planet before. <laughs> exactly. That's that where it the, comes from. The, the little, what do you call it? The Ewoks. The Ewoks exactly. Land. That's where it comes from. Yeah. So go to Endor.com. You will see what they're doing. It's a social physics predictive analytics engine so on Ewoks. blockchain. Social the blockchain. physics predictive analytics. Yes. And, and it is done for the masses. So the idea is to become the Google of predictive analytics. So mm. people can access a, an engine with, to which only the big banks and the big guys have uh, the uh-huh. bucks for now for just a few cents so so they are decentralizing predictive analytics and actually democratizing predictive analytics but let's come back to the question first things first so i've been there before it was called blockchain before the bitcoin paper and uh, uber was co-founded by my former student garrett camp so he is a spin out oh, of my lab as well this nice. is my fault uh, and you know i hope I, I use it i hope you find it useful here Very in vegas useful. as well worldwide yes. it's yeah. useful so amazing yes and as such i found myself though um, at mit uh, working on decentralization, but we were actually not working at MIT per se, but in a retreat, underground mm. retreat, trying to rescue baby Ripple uh, when it was in its incipient stages from the treasury and all everybody who were going after their throats. And uh, a bunch of us have, uh, like, uh, you know, scientists, but also hackers, met in a retreat called Windhover in New Hampshire, with the MIT Sandy Pentland and the MIT Media Lab folks. And we wrote this Windhover Transition Manifesto, which is the manifesto for uh, decentralization for sovereignty in the digital economy. And we uh, wrote also letters to Treasury and so on and so forth, and we we rescued Ripple and other companies. Circle was started also from MIT at those times. But what happened at MIT, they had the Bitcoin Club, so we started that uh, with the students and gave the students Bitcoin 2010? for free. It was, yes, it was. How it, many did they get? It was about 2011, actually. Not, okay. not so, not that early. Yes. And uh, <laughs> sorry. Thank you. Good question. Yeah, it's, it's, it's transparent. You, you have to go on the ledger and see how many. Ah. But, but, but. That is what started Circle from from that kind of Bitcoin club. You know, we we uh, designed projects around uh, uh, Bitcoin. What, what, what did you? When we we to didn't do? think that it's gonna grow so much. We just wanted to find a mechanism for decentralization. Okay, but you gave them the students the Bitcoin, and you said, "Do do what? whatever you want." Okay. Do projects for decentralization. Like, you know, from decentralized energy to decentralized government to decentralized, like, you know, swarm or uh, and circle trading and, and helping. But it was definitely rooting for the underdog. So fascinating. Yes. Very early on. It was very, very early on. Very innovative. And that's why we gave them. So we paid for Bitcoin. It was very low at the time from grants. 
and we gave them for free to start uh, just to see what oh. happens. We were curious, right? So an innovation lab. Did you like, have any expectations? Like that if you were looking at the future and going, we think this could be the result of this experiment. Yes, we did actually, because we wrote a book called From Bitcoin to Burning Man and Beyond. So we are the burners. Yes, we are the, the dissidents. Mm. I can, you know, uh, although I'm an academic, I'm also a sort of anarchist. So we are the ones who took uh, democracy to the desert and we want to take the world to Mars because how, can, how else can we fix the system which is, which is plugging We're our world? We're just going to pass the moon. We're going to go straight to Mars. <laughs> no, yes, great. because the moon is already, you know, uh, in conflict now with US and China there. So, so we want to find a pristine place uh, where to redo democracy and redo society. So, so that's why in this book, so we worked with Larry Harvey the late Larry Harvey, uh, on, on uh, their experiment and their 10 principles of burning man. And in my research, I have done simulations with multi-agent systems, and I came up from those simulations with the same 10 principles, independent on wow. the real world of real Larry Harvey. So now, the desert and cyberspace are sandboxes for experimentation mm -hmm. by, to answer the question, if we are to do it all over again, how would we do it better? Right. So this is the ethos of our you know, uh, experiments, including with the MIT. Yes. So how do we set up the systems of the future? Yeah, that's exactly. great. Because yes. really, if you think about the shackles of society have yes. come from so many different centralized things. When the centralized bankers were... You know, Andrew Jackson, one of his biggest things was, hey, I killed the central bankers, right? I got I got rid of the central banks. And then 1913 happens. We get the Federal Reserve Bank. We get the IRS. We get all this other stuff. Centralization. They can print money whenever they want. So, you know, it's just, exactly. So, and this is, the, yes, it's a big problem. So how does how does decentralized how do we decentralize the world and make it a better place when when people don't have that mindset. They think they need centralized government. Yes. They think they need centralized government. They think government. they have no choice, you know? They think they have no so, choice. So, you know, with examples, with projects, the, the, the immediate one is look at California and their power system, holding them captive without power because of outdated infrastructure. And it's burning. The and it's burning. Everything is burning there. There's a lot by of the burning men there. Exactly. So, so now we are uh, with restart energy. So we are restarting pressing the restart button on off on energy restart energy on dot io is a marketplace for energy restart energy.io yes you can actually you have options so you can plug to solar you can choose your power provider you can plug into you know if you want into a fossil fuel or into a renewables so you have choices to change the world as well if you like your power you can keep your power exactly That's if you like your power which you have now you can keep it the centralized be my guest we uh, i would choose the decentralized i would choose the renewables i would choose the new mm -hmm. kids on the block to really have, make a choice also for the climate so anyway it gives gives people choices. And that is the idea about money as well. We had a panel about the digital currencies and central banks. And uh, Alex Mashinsky spoke before. Yes, we yes. had yes. Exactly. So, so, you know, there are ways in which now we can actually wake up people to the possibilities. I spoke to people from California, from Northern California, and they feel, still feel that they don't have a choice. So I send them to restartenergy.io. Oh, okay, we have a choice. So just spread the word, and that's why I really admire your podcast. Because oh, so, uh, we're word spreaders. Oh, that's so good. We're mansplainers. To say yeah. the least. Yeah. I want to ask one final question around 
around blockchain plus artificial intelligence yes. because there's a lot of stuff that's going on and you have you know some really extensive knowledge about that so as we as we're as we're wrapping up i think we're about 11 wow. 12 minutes in already let's talk yes. about ai and blockchain oh. where where are we headed with this and that is of course so the keyword here is not ai and not blockchain the keyword is big data okay. and how actually we are moving from the paradigm of bringing wealth based on big data with the extractive paradigm yes data is the new oil and we enrich the centralized systems the governments the powers the incumbents or wealth for the masses for we the people so mm -hmm. the idea is now we have the option with blockchain to empower the individual to have their data and use data as currency. Mm -hmm. So now I, you know, for, from traders to medical records to whatever, if you need my data, you're going to pay me and blockchain enables that. So is this paradigm shift from data as the new oil to data as currency. Uh -huh. the, so that's where the, that's where blockchain is helping artificial intelligence. Oh, that's, a great, that's a great quote for our image. Mm -hmm. Yes. Love well, that. Thank you. Dr. Right. M, we appreciate you coming on the show here on uh, short notice. Just have to ask, where are you from? I'm originally from Romania. That's yeah. why, you know, probably very few people can pronounce my name. I will say it again just in case. Ma Mihaela Ulieru. Mihaela Ulieru. And to find me, you Is can go... Yes. Good. I'm in an eight. That's good. <laughs> for, for, uh, you can find me at theimpactinstitute.org. Just go there and you find the my contact information. Theimpactinstitute.org in one word. Very nice. Dr. Thank you Ed. very much. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. A great honor again. And I really love you guys. I'm telling you, that's great stuff from both. Ken and Dr. M, and we are going to have both of them back on the show again because they have much wisdom to bring and things to say. Oh, I just got a text. Travis ran into a friend of ours at TSA Security and one of our friends, Tim, from Coin Genius. Very cool. All right, Mr. Travis Red, I'm going to keep recording without you. And I'm going to give a shout out to our sponsor, Moby Pay. They were the winner of the token tank that is the shark tank like competition at world crypticon a number of teams competed for the top prize of a minimum fifty thousand dollar investment and they won and we're pretty excited about this because they've got a great application so great that travis and i have agreed to be advisors on their program and we're excited to see them win because they've got a core ecosystem that will let you spend or send money or cryptocurrencies worldwide from your mobile phone in seconds even if you don't have a bank account it's super cool we like it a lot think you should check it out and if you go to mobipay.io you can get ten dollars in mbx tokens right now for free to your wallet. Go check it out, mobipay.io, $10 in free Moby coins, the MBX token. And we think you're going to dig it. And I also think that you're going to dig these next two interviews because we've got Justin Rankin from ARC.io and Tron Black from Ravencoin, both of whom have been previous guests on this show. And we're going to catch up and see what's going on with their projects. So let's do it. And of course, we always see familiar faces, smiling, happy faces of people that love blockchain and crypto here at World Crypticon. And Justin Rankin from episode number 271 with ARC.io 
has just he just parachute dropped in yeah very happy friendly face (laughs) well thank you i appreciate that (laughs) yeah we talked a lot about arc and all the cool things you guys are doing but why don't you elevator speech um and and tell people who might not be familiar with the project what it is well one of my favorite things about arc is the slogan which is simple three words point click blockchain and everything we do surrounds that core mantra we chiefly capsule that with the Arc Deployer, which we talked about last time, earlier this year. And that's been out for a while now, and it's been going great. Developers from all walks of life can use the Deployer to create their own blockchain in just three simple steps and have sovereignty. They don't have to be on somebody else's mainnet. They can control and forge their own future and use all of Arc's modules and extensive user interfaces and open source peripherals. Very nice. So what? What are so? Last time we chatted with you was at Consensus. Yes. Here we are at World CryptoCon. What are some of the new things that have happened since the last time that we chatted with you? Wow, a lot of new things. In a nutshell, I do like to talk about ArcTimeline.com, which is a running timeline of everything we do. Arc Timeline. ArcTimeline.com. Okay. So. You know, I can't say a whole year right now, but that website lets you go and look and sort by different categories like development or marketing or outreach and just see everything we've been up to really easily. Some big things that we've been up to is working on a new version of our network, which is currently live on DevNet. This is version 2.6. Now, usually that doesn't sound so impressive, right? 2.6. It's right after 2.5 and right before 2.7. I'm a, I'm a yeah. big fan of 2.7895. <laughs> That's when <laughs> I get really good. excited. That's and, where the real stuff happens. Yeah. And you're usually used to these types of marketing branding uh, names like, you know, Synergex or the Ap- Capstone Edition, Ultimate 5000 Edition. But no, it's for us just 2.6. 2.6. Because we're humble people. That's good. But we packed so many features into this new version. We've been saying that it's the biggest upgrade since we rewrote the entire engine in late mm-hmm. 2018. So a lot of new features for developers. Uh, namely, I would, I would probably touch on multi-payments first, which is a really convenient way to pay a lot of people at once, which is one transaction on the blockchain. Okay. So it's one network fee, and you can pay up to like 500 people at once, something like that, which is really handy and convenient. Uh, let me give you my address. <laughs> sure. Yeah, there you go. And then another one would be a multi-sig is coming to Arc too. This is something I really like because it helps with uh, custody among groups of people. And you don't have to rely on a different blockchain anymore to do multi-sig. You can just bring it right into Arc. And if you create your own blockchain with your own mm-hmm. solution, you can offer that to your users as well. And then, of course, uh, a big one that's coming onto DevNet is HTLC, which allows for interoperability between different blockchains and creates a safety net for when you're transferring a lot of money and you want to make sure that the other person gets it, then you can put it into time lock. And if nobody claims it, it'll go back to the original source. Ah. Mm. Can you uh, now? So you you rolled this out right after consensus. Yes. Um, Can you give us a, a use case or two of what people have done that, you know, has really impressed you? Absolutely. After we launched the deployer, we realized that a lot of projects and organizations would be using our technology to create new blockchains and stuff. But then we said, hey, we should create something that acts as a support system for these new projects so that they know that we're kind of taking them under our wing and helping them along and all of these other things. So we created the Powered by Arc program, which essentially allows somebody who wants to create a blockchain to get the support from the Arc team, from the community. We help them out with some podcasts. We help them out with AMAs, uh, other things that help get the awareness out there. The first major project that joined this program is called NOS. Now, NOS is building a decentralized app store 
kind of like the Apple Store or Google Play Store, but without the oppressive authority of a central party mm. controlling who, what you see and where they're placed and everything like that. They used to be building on, on uh, Neo. And what, once they saw Arc and everything we were doing, they were like, change team. And now they're with Arc. So it's Why great. Why so negative, though? Nose. <laughs> Nose. Yeah. Nose. I want to build for yeses. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a question, Arasa. You mentioned this multi-payment stuff, right? Yeah. One thing that I think crypto lacks is the ability to do subscription payments, mm -hmm. right? It's like every month I need to pay X amount to X, right? Yes. But you can't really do that with a lot of cryptos. Is that something that ARK can do or is that something ARK's working on? I love that you brought that up, Travis, because that's something that I always think about too. Because when I use normal money, right, fiat money, there's all these different tools and services available to me that I don't really see in crypto yet. And you said that. That is one of them. Mm -hmm. So we have a couple things going on. One is a very diverse and advanced wallet plugin system that's coming out soon. So third-party developers can think of these ideas like you just had, build modules that can then easily just be injected into everyone's desktop wallet, kind of like a discovery of a new feature that enhances their experience. Right. That can be coupled with our new tier zero program where we provide extra cool, bigger bounties to developers that have cool ideas that want to make specific things. And then it kind of, it preserves the decentralization aspect of the ARC project, mm. but also it allows developers to benefit from ARC.io having a lot of funding and a lot of influence to make things happen. And it's kind of like this marriage. So we envision a lot of these types of ideas to come into the ecosystem in the future. Most excellent. Well, that's a great catch up and recap. ARC.io is the website justin thanks for the update man and we're gonna for sure we're gonna keep our eyes on you that's true thank and, you and, and likewise wait a, second, wait a second one final thing didn't you say there's like some game show thing you guys are doing oh heck oh. yeah i said there was some oh. game show or something that was, oh, a, that was a false ending Give us <laughs> premature indulation all right yes the bonus content so just launched a brand new youtube channel i do a lot of stuff on the current youtube channel for arc at youtube.arc.io i do adventures every month this one is vegas right with the poker tournament vegas with the conference baby. last month was a nascar race with an arc sponsored race car now we launched a new channel called Crypto Trivia Night, which is a game show where we have real questions, real prizes, real contestants, and it's all shot pretty cool with announcers and graphics, and it's really fun. The first episode just went out a couple weeks ago. The new channel has like 14 subscribers strong. So oh my gosh, we're dude, getting you're gonna there. have 15 soon. Okay, how do people find it? So YouTube, you're gonna search Crypto Trivia Night. It's right there. Crypto Trivia Night. We'll make sure and get a link to that in the show notes for this episode so you guys can go check it out. I, I got a question. I asked a question for the next game. Yeah, I had you guys on for a cameo question. So uh -oh. when you watch future episodes, you'll see big names in the crypto world and uh, they'll be asking questions on the show. Very cool. Beautiful. Arc.io. Check it out. Thanks, Justin. Thank you very much. And now we have a recurring guest to our show the one and only tron black from ravencoin the lead dev over there at the the birdie coin nevermore how you doing tron i'm doing great how are you guys played poker with you the other day that was great that was great yeah how, how long did you, you outlasted have? me i lasted just a little bit over half yeah. uh yeah so i think there were three tables left yeah. step up man yeah i know well, i practiced for two months and I, my, my weight is showing and i you know like all I can do in Utah is bar poker and, and the nachos walk by. It was terrible. Well, Tra <laughs> Travis has been playing the VR poker, right? He's been going oh, on nice. the Oculus Quest and yep. goes into a room 
and uh, plays with all these people that are behind avatars. Yeah, it's really interesting if you've uh, ever had a chance. I mean, that app, that that Oculus is only like 500 bucks, and it's so cool to play VR poker. Fun. It's really good. And then i also been playing a lot in on the World Series of Poker app, but I think the thing that helped me the very most was watching the Daniel Negreanu Masterclass. Okay. So if you ever had that masterclass.com, I, I, I watched Phil Ivey. It was eh. But the Daniel Negreanu one was unbelievable. I learned so much. I leveled up my poker skills by probably 10x by watching that just because there were so many things I just didn't know about poker. Good to know. Good yeah, to know. Yeah. It's yeah. The, the Bad Poker Podcast, and uh, we've, got, we've got a full house here. Ooh, <laughs> see, see what I did? We got, we got four aces. All right. It's probably been, I don't know, six to eight months since we had uh, Tron yep. on talk about Ravencoin. We'll link the initial episode in the show notes for those of you that want to play catch up. But why don't you kind of give us an update about the, the highlights of what's happening with Ravencoin? Sure. So I don't know where we left off, but we won ADVFN, uh, most exciting coin for 2019. Uh, we had an Asian coin meetup, which uh, they had to reschedule a different building because they went right past the 700 capacity and up, upped it to an art hall of 1,000 and still at a waiting list. So I nice. went out there uh, to South Korea as, to do that. Uh, our people have issued over 20,000 tokens on Ravencoin. Uh, the, uh, we're adding uh, four new features. It's on testnet now. Uh, messaging, memos, tags, and restricted assets. Uh, two of them are to give tools to issuers who are trying to issue uh, securities and things like that. So you can send a note with every transaction? You can. You can send a note with every transaction, and that note can be a full 4K movie if you wanted it to, because it goes in IPFS, and the hash goes on the chain, so the chain doesn't bloat, but the movie could could stick around. Wow. Uh, so that's kind of cool. I, I'm not. Is anybody else doing that? Uh, not that I know of. I mean, there's the IPFS. I've seen memos before, but I've not seen the ability to teach. Well, Bitcoin has memos, right? Yeah, no, you can stick stuff in the op return and things yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, uh, the memos on your wallet, though, like a wallet usually stay with you. Don't go on chain. Right. Stuff that goes in the op return in Bitcoin is up to yeah. 80 characters. We stick uh, the, the data in IPFS and the hash in the chain. That way it immutably is connected to that transaction, but can be as large as you'd like. That's and you just great. you or someone else has to hold the the file. Right now we have a swarm of Raven people that are running Raspberry Pis. They're storing everything that goes into the IPFS, uh, but that may not last forever because it could get really large. But we currently have that, like a, a swarm of nodes mm-hmm. of Raspberry Pis. Somebody wrote an operating system for Ravencoin that does that. You just download it, put it on Raspberry Pi, and it's done. Uh, just runs. Uh, what else? Uh, so these other tools that we have for securities issuance. Uh, that's to keep the issuer out of trouble. So if you issue a token and someone trades it without being accredited, et cetera, those people can get in trouble. Uh, so now we have tags. You can tag addresses that are, let's say, KYC'd or accredited. And that way, if they can trade amongst their their that, that group, but not like outside and, and to people where the security tokens are going, you know, mm. rogue. Uh, so it's a tool set for issuers. Now, you mentioned you had the 20,000 people have set out 20,000 tokens, different tokens, different like other tokens. just creating new coins Correct. on their own, like yes. a great TW coin. Absolutely. How, yeah. how does that work? Uh, so you get the wallet. We have Android, iOS, uh, Windows, Linux, Mac, and web. Uh, you have 500 Raven. You choose your name. has to be unique because it's like a domain name right. thing. You choose it. Cost it. you 500 Raven. Cost you 500 Raven. That gets burned. So it doesn't go to developers. It doesn't go to the miners. It's burned. So the tokenomics are those coins are gone, uh, which, of course, you know benefits everyone. He can has I, the, can he, I create it in the wallet? You can, you can do it from inside there. Say, create new right. wallet. Get your 500 Raven. You can do it inside the Yep, inside there you can do it. I just need to set up a wallet. Uh, so you choose your name, choose how many you want. You can choose doesn't you 
getting more doesn't cost you any more. Choose between one and 21 billion. You get to choose. Choose whether it's reissuable, meaning you can make more in the future, just you uh, as the issuer, or that it's uh, non-reissuable, meaning there will only ever be that many. Uh, if you want the data attached to it, then throw your data, like like what that token is, throw your data in IPFS, get the hash back, put that in there. You can do this in the mobile wallet or the other one, just throw that hash in there and it will link it. And then in the Explorer that shows what all the tokens are, people can click on a token and see what the token is about. That people have made uh, tokens for all kinds of things. You can make uh, also make unique tokens, which are, uh, we call them like NFTs. NFTs. NFTs are ERC-721. There's kind of different terminology for the same thing. There's only one of them. Those are great for certificates of authenticity. Like if you have a collectible, you can put the digital parallel with uh-huh. that, and then you have it. Keeps the like stuff this really cool painting we have right here. Like exactly. Yeah, so you should it. make a token for this, and the owner of the painting should have that token. Right. There would only ever be one, and you can put the picture. Have you signed this yet? I have not, but You're I will. Yeah. Uh, put that uh, picture of that uh, in the uh, attached to the token. Put a picture of that attached to the token, and then people see the token and know what it is, right? That what it belongs with, mm-hmm. and then the person who owns it should transfer the token nice. when is they sell it. Is there a secondary market with that? Then uh, there can be. You sell I mean, it's, it. It's yours. Yeah. It's like any other property, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like it's like it's like every other year. See, twenty twenty. Right. Well, I'm saying thing. there's like twenty thousand different tokens out there. How many of those are? Uh, some of them, yeah. Some of them are for sale. A lot of them are da- domain name squatting people trying to get the best names. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So some of it's that. Uh, but there's other projects that are running on it. There's tokenized wine futures mm-hmm. uh, where you're buying wine before it's ready to drink while it's in the barrel, but you own the token for it. And then you can trade that. And then when it, uh, you know, then you can redeem oh, it nice. for the, for the wine. 20 year scotch down the road. Right. There you go. Let me ask you this. Yeah. So about a year and a half ago, when I was introduced to the Waves platform, I created the Joel coin. I made a million of them. Somebody said they wanted one. So I put it up for sale. They bought it for four dollars. And so it made the value of the Joel coin four dollars. Nice. Uh, but nobody else wants it. Of course. Why would I create a token on the Raven platform as opposed to Waves? Yeah, uh, well, part of it is this ability to do the metadata uh, is is interesting. Also, the just pure ease of use, right? We are on kind of all six platforms, and so you know you can just give them the wallet, and then they can use it or send them to mangofarms.com, which is the web wallet. Uh, we didn't write it; uh, a community member did. The, the same guy who who is an attorney that did our some of our legal work, uh, and yeah, so you, it's just easier to use. I think. Very cool. Anything else that's going on, Mr. Tron? Oh, no, it's a great conference. Love this conference. Uh, it's been fantastic. I have a, a talk later at 3 o'clock on, on mining stuff. Is your name actually Tron? My name is actually Tron. Like, what nationality we, we did is this that? Before. We so, I, I don't know. I'm just a regular guy. Uh, my uh, my dad was a chemical engineer, uh, so I don't, wouldn't uh, – it's not associated I – mean, yeah, he's a chemical engineer and Electron. He took the Tron electron. part. That's where it came from. Yeah, what kind of name is that, Travis? I don't. I don't uh. think. I don't think we discussed the Electron. Well, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I predate the Disney movie. Uh, I'm assuming the royalty checks are in the mail, but that's I haven't true. seen them yet. Yeah. That's so great. And, I love uh, that. And I'm not associated with the uh, Tron, the the token. Uh, but I have no problems with mm-hmm. those guys. And I, you're not a new Tron. You're kind of an old Tron. <laughs> an old drunk oh <laughs> for sure uh, website for ravencoin is oh ravencoin.org is probably the best place to start perfect thanks good to have you back Troy. thank you thanks guys Excellent. appreciate it there you go gang there they are all of these were filmed by the way in vr and i just need to pull the video off of the vr camera and get them uploaded to live planet so that you can check these out in vr they're so 
cool to experience these interviews in that manner. Anyway, we'll alert you when those are available. You could also always check the Bad Crypto Mastermind at badco.in forward slash Facebook. By the way, can you tell that I've been talking to a lot of people this week. I mean, I literally just got back to Denver so that we can get this show out tonight for you because we don't want to leave you guys hanging. And my voice is exceptionally raspy right now. Uh, I don't even know if Travis would have a voice. Anyway, on the next episode, four more interviews from World Crypticon. Mr. Travis Wright will be back so that we can discuss the conference in general and what the experience was like. We've got some great stories to share with you. Until next time, make sure you hit that subscribe button because that's what tells the world that you, my friends, know how to stay bad. The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto, LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.